Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing all right. How are you? I don't know. Looking for Garrett. I haven't seen him. Garrett! I'm not coming today. Oh, he's not coming today. No, he's not going to be here today. So it's just us, you and I, like the old days. The good old days. I hope Garrett. This might get a little too comfortable for me. Yeah. So we're back here. Another week, another uh, another dynasty week as we just got through week eight, Matt. I know, man. For the most part, there's only five more weeks until we enter the playoffs. Weeks 14, 15, and 16. Can you imagine that? Five weeks from now, a little over a month. And people's fantasy seasons are over. That's it. Sounds like it's not that far, but we have, we have a lot going on. We got Halloween coming up this week. Yeah, we've yeah. got thank Thanksgiving that still has thankful to happen. For that, yes, I'm, I'll mm-hmm. be very thankful when I'm filling my stomach with lots of good stuff. Oh, so fast. So I mean, you know, by the time we get all the way to the playoffs, it's it's kind of a long way off. I mean, to be fair, in some leagues, uh, you know, it's already over. Like in one league, I'm o seven and one. And in thanks the, to a stack correction, I tied. Nice. <laughs> By and point an, one points. And another certain league that you and I have been in for a long time that we talk about a lot, you are two and six, I believe. And I came in second place last year. My wide receivers, Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill, and DeAndre Hopkins. And yeah, it's yeah. Uh, my tight end, George Kittle. But you know, I got the points. That's all that really matters. If you look at my points against, you'll know why. Well, my points against are. Way higher than everybody else. Sounds like you got all the excuses in the book. Listen, buddy, I'm not even worried about it because it's not like that league. Like everybody's like the fourth place team has one more win to me. So it's not even really a big deal. It is true. That, that league has got a ton of parity this year. Yeah. So I'm not worried about it. Still five weeks to go. A lot, lot can change in five weeks. People are going to quit. People are going to get cut. People are going to get benched. Uh, today we're talking about QBs. One of those guys got benched today. We're going to talk about some tight ends. And then for the Nerd Herd episode, we're going to talk about some wide receivers and running backs. Uh, you know, the Nerd Herd episode. Run in, run in, run, run in, run in. Yeah, hope everybody's enjoying those new uh, videos we have. Got a lot of good feedback on that. The cut-up videos for all the college film. Those things are sexy. It is such a good... It's. I love them. It could be the greatest part of our whole website. It's, besides, my, it's besides my, fa- my rankings. It's my favorite part. Is it your favorite part? Yeah. It's like the I love I love watching videos, man. I love watching college film, too. Yeah. Uh, and this is like get you a big kickstart on it. So like when you're in the bathroom taking a dump, you're like, I'm going to be here in five minutes. I can watch J.K. Dobbins versus Maryland. Bam. This is great. Let me get on here real fast. Yeah, let me just, uh, let me drop this real quick and uh, see what's going on here. Ooh, look at that cut. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in the bathroom. I'm like, oh, look at that cut. They're like, oh, my goodness. Never poop in boredom again. This guy's like a ninja with his doo doo. Just cut it up like this. Fruit, you know that game, Fruit Ninja? You know, like that? That's me. I, I've never played that one. No? No. You do like little fingers. You do like slice the fruit. My kids had it. It was all right. All right. Okay. So let's talk about some QBs. We speak about, ben- oh, but I was talking about the videos. Um, you can watch video- QBs on there as well. That's right. For the price of a cup of coffee. I know some of y'all are like, you talk about the Nerd Herd membership too much. And I'm like, drop that nerd. Hopefully, some of these GMs are Nerd Herd members. And they can they can get a jump start on the college tape. They need it. Uh, but they we have all the college tape you need to scout rookies on DynastyNerds.com to go along with our rankings and everything else. But speaking of QBs, because, listen, if you're in a super flex league, every year there's new QBs coming in, right? Every year. Well, this year, a lot more teams need, need a little help, right? There are a lot of question marks. Dolphins. Right. Bengals. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who else? Um... The Tennessee Titans, who knows? Definitely. Right. Definitely do. We'll talk about that here in a minute, too. There's some teams. The Denver Broncos, possibly, maybe. They we'll just see. spent a first-round pick on Drew Locke. Second-round pick on Drew Locke. Oh. Well, it's pretty close. I mean, I mean, horseshoes, hand grenades, and yeah. and draft picks? And draft picks, dude. I mean, I mean, I know Austin Corber, who we traded away, was a second-round pick, but it was pretty much a first-round pick. I <laughs> concur that he was. He was the 33rd pick. He might as well have been a first-round draft pick that we just threw away for basically nothing. Uh, I, I feel like the we'll see how deep this QB class is when we start scouting these guys because we'll have to see. But, I mean, there's a decent amount of quarterback. You know, with Fromm, Herbert, Joe Burrow, Tua. I mean, there's four guys right off the top of the list, and I haven't even – you know, that's just off the top of my – my nose. The tip of your tongue there. Oh, yeah, tongue. 
Right. I was going to say tip of my eyelash. Oh. I was going to blink real fast. Blink, blank. Like, oh, is he flirting with me? <laughs> like, maybe. Look at him. Look at him. Uh, so, Andy Dalton, a nice, you know, bridge gap quarterback for one of these teams, possibly, because he got benched today. He's gone. We so we this day, this day that we are are taping this was the day that he got benched. It also happened to be his thirty second birthday. So that's that's a nice little gift that the Bengals gave him. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It's their bye week, isn't it? It's their bye week. So they had no reason to come out today and say, hey, we're benching Andy Dalton. I think it probably leaked is what happened. That's just like doing it, they, dude. I mean, oh yeah. He, I mean, clearly they were like, if this dude doesn't figure it out by his 32nd birthday, we're benching <laughs> his ass. We're benching him. We can't go into his 32nd year with him at the helm if he doesn't at least get us a win. I, so. Can you imagine it, too? He's like, oh, man, coach. Because obviously it leaked. So, like, he's probably getting all these texts, Twitter alerts. He's like, man, look at all these people, like, hit me up for my birthday. And then, like, the coach is calling. He's like, man, bye week. Even coach? He's like, even coach is calling me, wishing me a happy birthday? <laughs> hey, hey, coach, Zach, how's it going? Not yeah. so fast. No, I'm no, I'm not wondering why you're calling. Of course I know why you're calling. It's a big three, too, baby. <laughs> Thanks. That's what I appreciate. Uh, no, no. Red no, rifle? No, no. no Andy, no, no, no. Andy, take. are you sitting down? If Listen. you're not, please take a seat. Yes, we're going from one ginger to the next. Mm. What, do you, what do you mean? Like, we're doing some drinking some Moscow mules for my birthday? Yeah, like some ginger beer? Like, no, 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 no. Ryan Finley. Ryan Finley will be the starter. Coming, even even Andy Dolan was bike. like, who? <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, the backup quarterback. The other, he's like, oh, I thought I was come, come I thought I was walking around just looking at a mirror. Like, I thought you had one of those like, little reflection things going on all the time. You remember Ryan Finley, the rookie from this year out of NC State, Rich? Quit playing coy or quit being coy. Hey, we'll see. I feel bad for Ryan Finley going to play behind that offensive line because he's going to be destroyed. That's the thing. Like, uh, how much are they actually going to be able, getting back on like the, the real subject of football, how are they actually going to get a, a – a good indication of what Ryan Finley can do behind that offensive line. I can't imagine them getting a good idea of what they could do there. I mean, getting AJ Greenback is going to help because with the emergence of Auden Tate being a viable option, Tyler Boyd there, they didn't end up moving Tyler Eifert with so much of a surprise. I know the Patriots were inquiring about them, right. about him. So, I mean, we have to remember back, we talked about Andy Dalton before, how like when he had all those weapons, he looked, he looked like a solid, slightly above average quarterback. But right. like you said, all those weapons are kind of a moot point. How I kind of doo-doo buttered all over Joe Mixon before the season when Garrett wanted to be like, oh, Joe Mixon's going to be a QB running back one. I'm like, please explain to me how. Like, how? And that and that had nothing to do with Joe Mixon's talent. No. It all it has everything to do with, with the offensive line in front of him. But and, and and I guess part of the reason they're, they benched Andy Dalton is because they saw a regression to the point where he was just missing guys on, like, crossing routes and stuff like that because he was just too gun-shy, and it was be, it was due to the offensive line. But what I don't get is how they think a rookie is going to fix that problem. I mean, you're just going to break a rookie. You know what I mean? And it's going to be even, it's going to be a faster process in my eyes than it is for a guy that's a seasoned vet that's seen things and, and where the game is slowed down. I think they don't care. I think they do it. I think they're doing it. I think they're pulling the Dolphins. You think this is, a, Howard. this is want, a tank job? It's a tank job. Like, yeah. They're like, listen, we want Tua or we want Joe Burrow. Yeah. We want one of those guys or whoever they like. You know what I mean? We want those guys, and we want them for sure. Right. Like, we're not going anywhere. We, who, who cares? Andy Dalton's clearly not part of our future. We're not picking up his option. We're taking a guy number one no matter what. And, and they can get out from under his money. Coming, yeah, coming 17 million is not right. guaranteed at all. It's, like, it's a clean slate. So, you know, he hasn't looked good. Why not go? Because they, they could always go back to Andy Dalton if they want to, too. You know, they, they could do the Eli Manning thing where they're like, oh, we just want to get a look and see what we had. And the, to be honest, I bet you that's what ends up happening. Like, I mean, Ryan Finley's going to end up getting destroyed behind this offensive line, and they're going to end up going back to the guy just to, I mean, just to kind of save face on on the season. They can lose with or without, you know what I mean? Andy Dalton can still can be in the lineup, and they can still lose. Oh, you know what I mean? They've well, proven clearly, that. Clearly, they're the 0-8. Yeah, through, through the first eight weeks of the season. And so. to be fair, like, you should see what you have in Ryan Finley, because we don't know. We didn't know Gardner Minshew was going to come out here and, you know, look good, be a right. QB one. Right. We didn't know that. Like, you don't know what you have in somebody until you get them out there and play them, especially with quarterback. You know, you're going back to all the, you know, when the Seahawks, they signed uh, Matt Flynn to a nice contract and they drafted Russell Wilson and they didn't know what they had in Russell Wilson. When the, the Patriots drafted Tom Brady in the sixth round, they didn't know what they had in Tom Brady in the sixth round. You know, they, you just don't know. 
So right. you have to get him out there because maybe he will surprise. I mean, highly unlikely on this team. But like we said, if A.J. Green comes back, you know, soon – and he has the weapons. At least he'll have the weapons if he can somehow get the ball out quick. And if they could dumb down the offense. But at the same time, I don't even think they care. I really right. don't. I think Because even if Ryan Finley is okay and they have a top pick, the only thing you would think there is maybe they would take Chase Young. You know? Sure. sure. That would be the thing. Like, okay, Ryan Finley is a nice, uh, you know, delayed quarterback or a bridge quarterback bridge. until we want right. to do. And maybe they sign somebody in the offseason or something along those lines. But – then they take Jace Young, and they take, maybe they take a quarterback high in the second round, or they move back up in the first for a quarterback, something along those lines. So let me ask you this then, because um, clearly no one's going to start Ryan Finley. Unless, I mean, unless you're like super desperate in, in like a super flex um, type of situation. But what does this do for some of the guys, like you said, like the Auden Tate who's been emerging, the Alex um, Erickson who's been, you know, kind of kind of emerging here a little bit, and then when an AJ Green comes back. You know, what What do you do with these kind of players? Well, I think A.J. Green is kind of like falls into that. It, he's a transcendent player. So he'll be good no matter who's out there. As long as, as long as he's 100% healthy when he when he trots out there, you're, you're, you're throwing him in the line. Yeah, I mean, look what DeAndre Hopkins has done over the years. Like, he's right. good enough where he'll produce. Like, you're going to start A.J. Green no matter what, right? You know, like when Josh Gordon was having his amazing year, he went through three different quarterbacks. You were starting Josh Gordon no matter what, even though his quarterbacks were, you know, uh, whoever they were, Jason Campbell all right. out there and Brandon, we, all those kind of guys. Let's, so, All right, let's get back to the immediate then, the guys that are on the field, the Auden Tates and the Alec, Alex Erickson. Yeah, I mean, Erickson's had a nice, you know, go at it. But you also imagine Erickson would have a good rapport with Finley as the backup because that's where he probably was getting most of his reps. And it's hard to say. I mean, Andy Dalton right now is QB 15 on a year. Mm-hmm. Now, other two QBs have had their buys, which helps. And Dalton has not, but I mean, you're talking about Dalton. He's ahead of Kirk Cousins, Philip Rivers, Josh Allen, Jacoby Brissett, who's had a really good, solid fantasy year. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr. I mean, that's where he's at. I mean, he's ahead of all those guys by Baker Mayfield by almost nine different slots, mm-hmm. and he's only behind Jameis Winston by a point. He's only behind Jameis Jared Goff by two points. So, and he's honestly only Andy Dalton's only six points were made removed. Six more points. He's QB 12 on the year, and he's a quarterback one. So from a fantasy outlook, like, he hasn't been horrendous. If you're in a super flex league, like, he's startable. He was startable. Right. Well, he was. So mm-hmm. Finley, obviously, you're in a super flex league, and say you had Finley just because you had Dalton, or you pick him in a waiver wire. He's, I mean, Dalton's producing at least fantasy points. They're always trailing. They're getting the ball downfield. And if you have a guy like A.J. Green, they're going to produce. I think they have enough weapons because they clearly can't run the ball. No. Right. So yeah. what else are you going to do? You're forced to throw the ball. And we thought when, early in the year, because remember Dalton blew it up week one, and that's why he's probably <laughs> – yeah. game by why he's QB 15. But we thought, like, oh, maybe Zach Taylor, that's how he'll get by on this deficiency, right? Quick, short, intermediate routes and just dump the ball off. And obviously since then it's been nothing of success. Yeah, it, has, it hasn't looked great. I mean, I, I, guess, I guess at this point – me personally, I'm going to take a step back with some of those guys where I was just starting to feel a little bit comfortable starting like an Auden Tate or like an Erickson. I, I mean, I was getting excited for Erickson, you know what I mean? And now I think I'm going to take a, a, a kind of a step back and do like a wait and see type that's of week. A, that's a safe way to go about it. You know, take a little step back and we sit down, maybe play a little Fruit Ninja on the toilet, kind of like just clear again, your mind. Again, what? Yeah, you just slice and dice that fruit. Okay. Um, and see what you got. I mean, obviously, if you're in a super flex league and for somehow – Somebody has is in a different world. They haven't even heard of these news, and they don't. They didn't pick up Finley. You'd want to pick him up. I mean, any quarterback is worth an option okay. out here. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe not anyone because we're going to talk about one here in a minute that might not be worth an option. But Ryan Finley is a new quarterback. It's going to be a change in the guard. But to be fair, like for the most part, if if you're starting Auden Tate, you know, even though he's been producing, like you're not in a good spot. Okay, right? If you nobody's starting Joe Mixon. Nobody's starting Tyler Eifert. So. They shouldn't be, but, I mean, I, I feel like Auden Tate was starting to get to the point where you, you could throw him in there as your, your wide receiver three, and, and you'd be doing okay. And maybe, yeah, and you would be okay. Yeah. But, I mean, let, I mean, we're entering week nine, Matt. This is starting to get to the, like, the, the cusp of let's go, right? So, at this point, I think this news doesn't really affect any championship caliber teams. No, but, I mean – 
week nine, week 10 are, are big bye weeks. And, and you know what I mean? Like the, these guys might've been, Hey, this is my sneaky guy to throw in my lineup that week. And, then, and, and maybe now it, maybe now he's not quite as reliable. So I, I was just, but if, that, to, if, you, if that's the case, if you're, if you needed them anyways, you're still going to start them because odds are you don't have any better options. Just temper your enthusiasm or yeah, excitement. Exactly. About what I mean, yep. and, and you, you know, you go from going, getting nine, 11 points per game to like six. Okay. I mean, cause listen, the Bengals are still going to be trailing games, right? They're still gonna be throwing the football. If he's, if they're confident enough to make him a starter over Andy Dalton to move, at least change it up a little bit, they have to be confident enough that he knows the plays to get the ball. Out. No, so, I think he knows the plays and everything, but I mean, the, obviously the off season stuff and the, and the preseason had him pegged as a super turd. I mean, like they thought he looked terrible. Nothing, nothing good was said about Ryan Finley in leading up to the season. Because yeah, odds are he's going to be terrible. But he's also a rookie. It's a lot to take on when you're a rookie in the beginning of the year. Now he's entering week nine through here. So let's just see. I mean, I have no confidence whatsoever Finley's going to be anything. Okay. I don't feel confident about anything on this team at all. But like you mentioned right away when we start talking about this, like Dalton was missing the easy passes. Like even you know he's pulling the Baron and Whedon's when he's missing even some of those easy dump off screens. It's like come on, like anybody could do that. So. If Ryan Finley is just as bad as Andy Dalton, you still have QB 15 on a year. You still have Auden Date producing as like a low-level wide receiver three. So it's not end of the world. And then you throw A.J. Green in the mix, it's just going to help anybody. It really will. Unless A.J. Green's like, oh, wow, you know what? My foot just it just hurts. It might just keep hurting. Yeah, so let's talk about another QB. We talked about him earlier. Jacksonville Jaguars. Nick Foles is allegedly going to return right around week 10. Like, he's ready to go. And here's Gardner Minshew. Minshew mania is going on in Jacksonville. Everyone's got a mustache. Everybody does. Yeah, They're not even porn stars, so they're out there rocking these mustaches. And Gardner Minshew, from a fantasy outlook, is QB 12 on a year. Not too shabby. That's a quarterback one, fellas. All right? Ladies. Ladies. It's a QB one. Yeah. He's got more points than Jared Goff and Jameis Winston. Kirk Cousins, Phillip Rivers, all those guys. And he's, and he's done it, and he's not had, like, one super huge game either. Like he's just very consistent. He's gonna, I mean, he's gonna get you to twenty five ish, right around there, points per game, depending on your scoring. And yeah, good rapport with Chris Conley, right? DJ Shark, DD Westbrook, who's banged up right now, but I mean, he's pretty. I mean, look, crazy as it could be. Leonard Fournette leads the league in rushing. DJ Shark leads the league in receiving. Crazy, Matt. DJ Shark leads the league in receiving. DJ Shark. <laughs> Who saw that coming? I, I can't even claim that I saw that coming. I yeah, mean, it's, it's, and it's, I'm, it's I'm, so yeah. my question is like from, from a financial standpoint, you have 50 million guaranteed to a guy like Nick Foles. Like you're like, okay, we got to pay this guy. But in, 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 in all, you also, if Gardner Minshew is a quarterback of the future, then you got to keep him going and groom him. And who cares about the 50 million? That, that, that is my, Listen, if he would have, if he would have come, like if they didn't put Nick Foles on IR and he somehow made it back in six weeks, um, I feel like there would have been a little bit more of a push to maybe get Nick Foles back on the field. But the way it's going right now, I don't see how you can possibly take Gardner Minshew off the field. It's not like he's doing anything poorly, and 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 they're looking for somebody that can upgrade the position. How much better? I mean, sure. I mean, they're different style type of players and everything like that. But Gardner Minshew has a lot more elusiveness. He's able to move in the pocket a lot better than Foles, <clears throat> and he can make all the throws. And he just plays with a certain moxie that you that you're really looking for in a starting quarterback. So. So I think I think personally, if I'm the head coach, when Foles comes back, I'm going to tell him, "Hey, listen, you know you're not supposed to lose your job to injury, but we can't take the get out, man." Yeah, it just, he's just the, the whole team right. is behind him. I mean, the, the whole team kind of came together around him. You know what I mean? The, all these I, guys love him. They're, I agree with you 100. percent And you just tell Nick Foles, "Listen, get out there, practice every day, help the team get better." And uh, we'll just get through this as long as you know, as long as he's playing well, we're going to keep him in for this year, and let's let's refocus. If you know, we'll give you an opportunity to compete for the starting job next year in training camp. And I feel like with your fingers crossed, Nick Foles is a decent enough dude, and has been in this situation enough in the NFL where he'll be accepting of that. 
Dude, he got twenty. He got fifty million guaranteed. His money's guaranteed. What the hell does he got to cry about? Right. And dude, he's making all this money. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He's got the biggest D in the league. I mean, come on. Like, what do you, what what is so wrong with you, Nick? Just live life to the fullest. Like, you're okay. Let the mustache rock it. Okay? I th- I mean, I th- I think that's the way I would play it if if I were the general manager or the head coach or whoever has to break the news to Nick Foles that, hey man. I'm sorry, but I, we just can't bench this guy. And there's no way that should come as a shock to Nick Foles. It's like he never even had – he was never even with the team. I mean, he hasn't right. done anything. You right. know what I mean? It's like, dude, you just got here. He played like one quarter or something, you know? And that was it. Right. It's like, thanks for coming, buddy. Um, I mean, it sucks to be him because you finally get this big contract to be the guy, and then you get hurt right away, and then some other guy comes in, and he's like, oh, it's a great mustache <laughs> you got there. Oh, and you can play decent and, too. And you can play. And I've seen Gardner Minshew play throughout the whole year, and – he looks good. Like, if I was a Jaguars fan, that was my team, I would be really excited about my team right now. And I'd be like, okay, well, Minshew's on this rookie deal. And, yeah, it sucks we have foals. Maybe we could dump him off next year. Maybe we can't trade. But worst-case scenario, after next year in 2021, why Minshew's still on his rookie deal, that, you get $25 million off the books. So now you have Minshew entering his third year on the team, really acclimating this offense, this gives you a lot of flexibility to go out there and then sign a couple big pieces for a big push. Right, and, and don't forget that they have you know some extra picks with that Jalen Ramsey trade. So they'll, they're going to have a couple of first-rounders coming up this year. And what else did they get in that? There was, there was other picks as well, right? I think the two first-rounders and, yeah, like a third or something. I, yeah, I so, so, I mean, they're going to have a, a little bit of extra draft capital here coming up as well to, to bolster whatever they need. I mean, they're, they're pretty well set on offense. You know, they have the offensive linemen. I feel like they've got a pretty solid wide receiver core. So, I mean, they could, I mean, obviously most of the league can use some help at, at the, um, at the offensive line, but I mean, they're probably going to make a pretty significant defensive, uh, investment here in the off season and, and plug some holes. How do you feel about like Minshew in a super flex league, right? He's a QB one right now, mm-hmm. uh, with the news of, so say, Say it goes both ways, right? So say they Nick Foles comes back. I'm they, listening. <laughs> and they announce him the starter. Okay. All right. Is that a good is that a really good window to go out there and buy Minshew? I think the the good window to buy Minshew is right now. I don't think once they announce him as the starter going forward. No, no, they, they announce Nick Foles the starter going oh, forward. Oh, if they announce Nick Foles, um because any struggle whatsoever whatsoever Nick Foles would be pulled for Minshew. Like if it, I'm saying that they go that I, I don't think they're going that route, but say that does happen. If, if that did Are happen, you buying Minshew. Yeah. If that's the case. And yeah, I absolutely am. Cause I thought about this because I went out and I, you know, I had, I had a, a, a team that was kind of fading, right? This is a one QB league. And I had, um, uh, Tom Brady. So I, I got, I unloaded Tom Brady this year and I was going to roll with Josh Allen as my quarterback, which I felt okay about. My, my team wasn't going anywhere anyway. And then it was the, it was the week that Josh Allen went out and got like concussed and, and couldn't play. And it was just like the one week I needed a quarterback. Of course, I just unload the guy and then he gets a concussion, you know? So I went out and kind of uh, scrambled and, and it was like, you know what? I, I, I went after the Gardner Minshew owner and, and tried to get, pull off a trade and ended up pulling off a trade. And I was like, all right, now I got to go to the, now I kind of feel like at that time I felt like I needed to go to the Nick Foles owner and try to try to see, you know, how low I can get Nick Foles for. But as time progressed, and I didn't really pursue it right away because I figured I had time with, with Nick Foles being on IR. But the longer it's gone, the less I care about Nick Foles. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just even if Nick Foles ends up taking over the starting job, I do feel like it's going to be a, a placeholder type of situation and Gardner Minshew is going to end up being right back on top. Okay. Now, what if, let's say, obviously the way we feel, Minshew is named the starter. Mm-hmm. Like we expect, like, sorry, Nick, you know, you, you saw this coming. Right. Is Minshew, you know, he's got some quality weapons around him. We mentioned, you mentioned the multiple first round picks, you know, the, the chance in two years that get that Foles contract of the book and, even get something, you know, even more weapons around him. Right. Leonard Fournette looks fantastic. Leonard Fournette's catching tons of footballs. Yeah, right it's crazy. Now. Uh, He's really picked that up, picked that uh, portion of his his game up. Is and you're in a super flex league, and they name him. So say 
Week 10, Nick Foles is healthy. Adam Schefter goes, despite Nick Foles uh, being cleared to play football, he will play this week as a backup. Uh, Doug Marone has announced that Gardner Minshew is the starting quarterback for the rest of the season. QB one on the year. You're a playoff contender. Does it even matter? You say you have two QBs and that's it. Just two QBs. Do you offer a 2020 first for Minshew and see if it gets it done? Because they know QB. Now you have it. Now you, again, now in a super flex league, you're going to have a very good. Say you pick anywhere. Say you're going to make the playoffs. You feel good about your team. You're going to get a really 10, good player. 10 through 12. Yeah. You're going to get a really good player. A really good player. In next year's draft, especially with quarterbacks getting forced up the boards. Because there's a chance like Burrow and Tua mm-hmm. are one, two. Right. You know, still has a chance for Judy and DeAndre Swift to be like up in there as well. But right. I mean, we see it in Superflex rookie drafts all the time. It can go, it can literally go Tua, Burrow, from Herbert, and could, then DeAndre Swift at yeah, the fifth pick. It could, depending on on team needs and stuff like that. So, but but what I don't see happening, if you only have two quarterbacks, I mean, what you're not going to get is a quarterback you're at, not, the, at the end of the first and round. And that's my whole point. So, so yeah, I, I think especially with the added um, assurances that they have named Gardner Minshew this starter, I would feel definitely, I would feel 100% fine with that. Do you? So another question here, would you do it? Do you think a 2021st alone would be enough for Minshew? You own him in a league. I would imagine a super flex. A, I would do it. Yes. Yeah. No brainer. Not, I don't have to think about that. that I much. agree with you on that. And the, the second part was, I'm sorry. Would, would you, so you would do it if you were the owner, do you think that's enough? Like, oh, well, uh, I don't know. If that's the first part I asked you about. I don't remember. Already, no, that so. was, that was, that was the other part of it. Um, Hard to say. I mean, that's gonna. That's obviously going to be owner to owner. Because most people that probably have Minshew, like, got them off either waivers or they drafted them really late. Super late. With like, no intention of, like, oh, this guy better pan out and be my QB, too. You know, it's like, ah, oh, shit, I'm taking a quarterback here. I got I got, I got, got big day Nick, and I'm just going to say I'm going to roll. You know, like, I'm just going to take him just in case it doesn't work out. I think based on where he was drafted and the uncertainty of – just a sixth round draft pick. You think be- some owners would becoming sell? the man? I think you could you could get him. Yeah, I think they would sell. And you'd make that move. I think so. Yeah, so I, we could, I would. So we could sit here and say in a dynasty super flex league, if he's named a starter, offer your twenty twenty first and see if it gets it done. Yes, you're going to miss out on a positional player. A good, a really good player. A really good positional player. But he has been super consistent. Now, I mean, we've seen it over a half of a season now. You know, it's not like a fluke one or two week, and and then then you see the league kind of adjust to a guy. You've seen it over the entire you know the entire season, the entire half a season so far for them. And so. when you got a good young QB, you can get you can either get give him up straight up for any player you want, not any player, but for a good player you want, or you can put him in a package to get any player. Yeah, that you want, You're, and obviously this is super flex only. We'd be talking about yeah, and, that's, and and maybe maybe Minshew's not the name you love, but maybe your other two quarterbacks that you do have, then maybe that puts you in a position to get the player you want. Maybe what if you have a guy like Jared Goff? Okay, Jared Goff's probably not the best idea, like person to ask here for when it comes to rankings. But let's say you have a guy who's like flirting here, like not Kirk Cousins, but you have Carson Wentz, right? Say Carson Wentz, yeah, you have Carson Wentz. And you have Josh Allen, and then you have Minshew. Those are your quarterbacks. So you trade for Minshew. You could probably take Carson Wentz, then roll with Minshew, who's QB eleven, if need be. And Wentz, who's kind of been flippy floppy all year, you could probably flip Wentz into a guy, a high quality like Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. you know, a player like that, a high quality receiver like Allen Robinson, plus something. Along those lines, you can fill those needs with that quarterback. You, I mean, you elsewhere. definitely could. I don't love with doing, no risk. Yeah, I don't love doing the old quarterback for a running back type of situation because obviously you're not getting, you're really shrinking your window when you do those kind of moves. Because, well, I'm only talking like elite running backs like Nick Chubb. No, I, I got you. <laughs> elite, elite dude. I yeah. saw Ryan McDowell put tweet out today. Uh, the new DLF. Uh, he looks. He am- came out. He, he looks amazing. Nick I mean. Chubb's at like eight overall nice startups. Like he's. He's amazing to me. I think he's like we mentioned on the podcast. Like I think he's in the same category as Zeke Elliott. Like he's the arguably, I said we said before. Besides Saquon, and besides Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb could be argued the best running back in the league. What I love about Nick Chubb is when he makes a mistake, he gets so angry at himself, and he then he takes it out on defenders. 
So mad. <laughs> Stupid wet balls out there. I don't want to talk about it. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good move to move for Minshew and then just keep I mean, super flux leagues, you can never have too many quarterbacks. And right. they're the best trade bait you could ever have. Ever. It, I mean, it's just a premium. That's why you play Superflex. Am I right or am I wrong? You're wrong. Thank you so much for <laughs> confirming. There's another QB who's kind of up in the air right now. Ryan Tannehill. Right. For the Tennessee Titans. Titans are currently 4-4 four and four, right in the middle. You know, and Tannehill over the last two weeks. So he's played week seven and week eight. Little, you know, little emergence from Corey Davis out here. Looking all right, and all right. He's been QB nine over the last two weeks. Don't forget, AJ Brown hasn't looked bad either. I mean, he he's has. Had, he didn't have a ton of volume this past week, but he did end up getting a touchdown and kind of saving the day there. I mean, Tannehill sits right behind Daniel Jones as QB nine over the last two weeks. So it's all we can go off is over very, the last very, two weeks. Very small sample size. But. And Dalton's been QB eleven by the way over the last two weeks. But Tannehill, a little bit older. I mean, there's no way at this point. But if the Titans keep at this, keep going how they're going, and they finish. Middle of the road, right? I mean, Tannehill's thirty-one, but thirty-one's not old for a quarterback. No, it's it's not old. You're in. I think the point you were going to make is that they're going to end up a little bit too high in the standings in order to get one of these elite quarterbacks. Is well, that where? Is that kind of where you were going? Yeah, but I also said I also think I don't think Tannehill is a quarterback of the future. Right? I know he's QB nine. He looks okay. Tannehill's always always looked okay. I still think the Titans should go all in. On a quarterback. We talked about this on the podcast a week or two ago. I yeah, said, I, I then trained to pull the Carson Wentz. Give up three firsts if you have to to go up there and get Joe Burrow or Tua. You know what I mean? Do whatever you have to do because you need a quarterback. Just because the offense looks better with Ryan Tannehill doesn't mean that he's the quarterback of the future. He's 31 years old, which is not old. You said that. But I think we've seen enough of Ryan Tannehill to know that he's he's never going to take a team to the next level. Do you know what I, he's he's a very professional quarterback, Good call. and that and that's about it. I feel like that's his ceiling. That's he can do what he's been doing. You know, between three, you know, two hundred and three hundred yards, two or three touchdowns. There are going to be you know probably a couple games where he drives you crazy because he's not hitting guys you know downfield enough. And then and then. He's always been kind of a, a little bit of an injury risk as well. Well, I have the answer for you. I mean, we've already talked about the answer here with the new Tannehill off the gate. You have Ryan Tannehill. We mentioned Andy Dalton's quarterback 15 on the year, right? Not the greatest quarterback, but he's producing on a fantasy level. So mm-hmm. he's QB 15. So odds are if you're in a super flex league and you're starting a quarterback, you know, Andy Dalton, there's a good chance that you could still be – like if you have Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, you know, one of those guys that are one of the top five fantasy quarterbacks of Pat Mahomes, and you had Andy Dolan, you're still a championship caliber team. You're getting by. You have a middle. You have a high end quarterback too, essentially. Now he's benched. You say you don't have another quarterback, and that's why you're starting Andy Dolan in the first place. Right. What are you going to do? You have who, Ryan Tannehill. Who are you going to call? Is the answer. Here's the question. Well, why not quarterback nine over the last two weeks? And you 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 hit you call him up via text via trade offer. Hey buddy. Saw your red rifle went down with an uh, injury. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got some. Uh, I got some ginger beer for you. Oh, I got a little. Uh, I got a little uh, vodka for you. <laughs> Is that what you call a blonde? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a little that. I got a little copper cup going on over here. Okay, you know? here we go. Um, let's uh, when we just mix it up here. Why don't you give me your twenty twenty second for uh, Ryan Tannehill? Wow. Is this super flex? Oh, it's got. Uh, this is the only way this conversation's happened. <laughs> I was gonna say. No, if you're. If your quarterback is in a one QB league, is Zane Dalton, he's QB fifteen. You're you not competing on ever anything. No, you just talked a crazy scenario where Patrick Mahomes was your quarterback, but but then he went down, and then Andy Dalton was filling in, and then now he's getting benched. No, I said if you have one, of the Q, I said if if you have Dalton, and then you had a, like one of those top end QB ones, odds are you're still competing. Like gotcha. you're you're at the top of the echelon of your league. Like you have a lot of points. You're looking good. You're probably in first place, second place, third place. Like you're getting a trophy. You're getting a ribbon. You're feeling good about yourself. You're like, hey, I don't care. You're not even looking at the other rosters on the team because you're like, I'm going to win the whole damn thing. I'm doing it. Look at my points. So in Superflex, yes, I would give up a second-round draft pick for Ryan Tannehill for the rest of the year, only if I was in a championship window, though. And you need a quarterback. And you need a quarterback. This is literally the perfect scenario for Ryan Tannehill owners and Superflex leagues. Absolutely. You needed a quarterback to go down so you can get the best return on your money for Ryan Tannehill immediately. 
and here it is. Mm-hmm. That is, if the Andy Dalton team is competing. That's the only way it's going down. That's the only way it's going down. If not, take a third. <laughs> but that, that perfect scenario is out there somewhere. Oh, it's it, dude. Yeah. Out of the thousands of people that listen, I'm guessing hundreds of people are in that scenario. Absolutely. So we're speaking to you, hundreds. Maybe even thousands. I mean, there might be a thousand people. If how many people listen to this podcast, I mean, there might be a thousand people out there that have they're in that exact situation in a super flex league that can make that trade. So for me, that's a, it's a win-win. You get a 2022nd. You get a call, quality quarterback that can help you propel you to the championship, which is exactly why we play. All right. right? So one one last quarterback situation before we move on from these QBs, and obviously with with the news coming out of Denver with Flacco's herniated disc in his neck, possible what news, Dick? His dick. Yeah. It's, it's herniated. Oh my goodness. Herniated dick in his neck. Oh um, wow, that sounds sounds like a bad night fight. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, so it sounds like they're going to go with Brandon Allen. Drew, you know the, the the rookie Drew Locke, the second round pick um, from this past year, isn't ready to come off IR yet. So Brandon Allen is the guy that's going to be starting there. Who? Brandon Allen. Raise your hand if you know anything about him. My hand's not raised. Mine either. It it's, da- it's, that one doesn't come across very good on on a podcast. No, no, it doesn't. But you know, go on. Yeah. I got I got nothing else on this guy. I mean, Brandon Allen's going to be in there. Uh, I don't know what to expect. <laughs> I mean, I was listening to the radio and 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 they were talking about uh, you know it was Jim uh, Jim and Pat uh, whoever listens to that probably knows who I'm talking about. But they they interviewed the guy po- like pre draft. And he was known for having really small hands. Oh, that always works out well. Always works out great. So then he came up with some crazy stretching routine for his hand in order for his hand to come across and look bigger when they measured it. Like that's what all they could remember about the guy. That's all that, that was like what they talked about, uh, uh, about um, Brandon Allen. So, you know, I'm, I don't have the highest of hopes, I guess. for this Same thing. thing. Terrible offensive line. Get banged up. Not a lot going on there. Uh, Kills Cortland Sutton, right? You know who's who's. I think that's the biggest news because you know obviously w- with Emmanuel Sanders going out the door, it was all, everything was going to get funneled his way, and now all of a sudden we're onto this horrible quarterback situation, worse than Flacco in my opinion. Um, so now we don't know what to do with. It. I mean, I'm benching him in any league that I've been starting him, and I don't hear any tweets or anything saying, "Well, well, you said Ryan Finley, you don't know until you get somebody out there." I mean, yeah, I guess you're right, but I. I've heard of Ryan Finley. I've heard, I've heard of Brandon Allen. I've heard I've heard of Ryan Finley as well, but I I also said I'm tempering my enthusiasm for like the guys that were emerging. Well, it's all just a big yeah. Well, the problem difference is Corlin Sutton's been a wide receiver one, right? And Auden Tate's been like a wide receiver three. So if you have Sutton, you're like, oh, dude, I just sucked my pants. <laughs> this is not good. So Phil uh, Lindsay maybe gets a boost. What? Well, Maybe. I, don't I mean, know. why? Because Royce Freeman hurt his shoulder? I mean. Maybe. <laughs> Stack the box for support, little fella. I guess, man. Um, it, uh, he, let me put it this way. He's worth a pickup in Superflex, but Drew Locke is not even that far away from being healthy. So, it, it, I mean, obviously they want to get a look at Drew Locke, and the second that guy's ready, exactly. he's, so he's going to be in there. It's almost a moot point. Can we talk about tight ends? Yes. All right. Johnny Smith. And we talked about John New Smith uh, early in the year because it's somebody with his metrics and how good he looked, how good he could be like a potential sleeper yeah. uh, this year in Dynasty, even when Delaney Walker coming back. Now, Delaney Walker's been banging up these last two weeks. Matt, do you know where Delaney Walker finishes in PPR League, where he ranks amongst tight ends over the last two weeks in performance? Um, I do, but only because I'm looking at it. He's number three. Matt, let me tell you, he's tight end number three on the year. I know you couldn't see that coming. Over, but he is. over the past two weeks, right? Well, that's like, yeah, he's 21 on the year, but. Over the last two weeks, he's right behind Darren Waller and Austin Hooper. That's right, Darren Waller over the last two weeks has been QB tight end one because he's scoring touchdowns. Johnny Smith, 29.2 points. And this is another benefit of having Ryan Tannehill behind quarterback. Dispersing the ball, get putting on players correctly. A.J. Brown looking good. Corey Davis looking good. Um, whoever the hell the other receiver out there is, I can't remember the time I had now. He's looked all right. Uh, Johnny Smith has looked good. Derrick Henry still looking like Derrick Henry. Tajay Sharp is the other guy. Tajay Sharp. Derrick Henry, not producing at a high level. I mean, I think he is exactly what we thought he was. And I, I've I've he, said too much. He's a, Exactly. He's a volume So, back. Johnny Smith, like, what is this? What are we doing with Johnny Smith? Like, what's the value there? Are you throwing a 20? If you need a tight end, are you just throwing a 20, 20 second out there? 
like you're probably gonna if you need a tight end with your 2022nd, you're most likely gonna draft a tight end, right? Most likely. Yeah, I don't. I honestly, I I think a 2022nd is too high for Johnu Smith, in my opinion. I mean, John Smith here is super young. He's only 24, right? I'm aware. He was drafted in the third round. He's coming into his third year. Yep. Which is a breakout year. And he's got the same birthday as me. Which is even better. His metrics and spark scores were through the roof. Mm-hmm. He's a giant athlete. Six foot three, 248 pounds. Big kid. But is that six foot three? I mean, he's not a giant tight end. He he's a Delaney Walker type of clone guy. He's a little bit on the shorter side. I I love his athleticism. Had the most catches on the team in week eight. I love his athleticism. I just don't love that price for a tight end. That's not like that hasn't shown a little bit more than that over the first three years of of his career. I know, but here's I mean, I, I see just a little bit of inconsistencies and and. But, yeah, for tight end though, we look for that. I mean, it's like saying, okay, I don't want to do a TJ Hawkinson because he hasn't done anything. Well, no, because that's eight games. This is this has been two and a half years. Yeah, but you know, some tight ends, you know, like he was coming in raw. He was a big athlete, but now he is producing tight end three. I mean, the price is only I got so are you saying like the price won't go up then? Like even if he produces, you can still get him for a twenty twenty second? What if it, what if it's a tight end premium league? I mean, if it's a tight end premium league, it's a totally different conversation. For sure the second end. Yeah, then I feel fine giving a second. I so just if you I, don't if you need a tight end, like your tight ends are Kyle Rudolph and Tyler Eifert. Let's put it this way. I don't think you need to pay a 2022nd to get Jonu Smith. I think you do, because who the hell is going to give him up for a third? You're just Nobody's giving him up for a third. But what, what, I mean, you, now you're talking player for player. I think I think I would do I would do player for player and, and maybe throw in a third or something like that. Okay, and so I, a player that you're willing to get rid of that you feel is someone in that kind of category. I just think there's going to be way too much talent in the second round that you're going to you're going to regret that so bad on draft day when you're staring, not if he keeps producing it, when you're staring at Janu, Janu Smith Janu Janu Smith thank you yeah um instead of a second round pick you're going to be pretty salty at yourself I, I think if if Janu Smith can finish as a top nine like produce at that level like right around top nine tight end. I don't think that's fair uh, over overpaying. I mean, Delaney Walker has produced at a very good level, right, going up to this point. If I look here, if we look just on the line from um, one through eight, this is standard. Let me bring up here PPR rankings here where Delaney Walker fits. But, I mean, Delaney Walker on the year is – now he slipped a little bit because of the right. last two weeks. But if I go to he, – he's, he's, he's 17 right now, but he hasn't played in the last Yeah, two so weeks. you go one through six – if you look weeks one through six, he's tight end eleven. Okay, so if 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 Johnny Smith is a tight end one, but Delaney Walker's living off of like one week, you know, maybe two weeks. True, that is true too. So, so I mean, you know what I mean? It's I don't I don't love it. So so, so I you I would that. have a hard time giving up a second. That's it. I mean, I I do. It's not like I don't like the player. I just I just don't like that compensation. I would feel fine giving up like a, if somebody was like. If somebody if somebody came at me and was like, "Hey, I'll give you John New Smith. You give me your twenty twenty second. I'd be like, "You give me John New Smith, and I'll give you my twenty twenty one second. And I would be like, "You know, I can meet you there because you can get back. You can find ways to get that second back. Yeah, he's got a second no matter what, which is for value. I can live with that. I like that better than because you know if I do sit there and I think about it, like, oh man, here's John New Smith. I need a tight end now, unless it's tight end premium, like you said, because then it's it's. A no-brainer, right. I think, at that point. Because you just take the upside there. Because uh, even the tight ends in that rookie class are going to go a little bit higher. Then you do it. I, I think you're right. If I desperately need a tight end, I'd, a 20-21 second, I'd be okay. Because if somebody's like, yeah, give me a 20-20 second, I, I probably would say no. But at the same time, I do. I also don't think it's like far off of value. And that's where it gets tricky sometimes in Dynasty because you're not taking a third for a guy because then you're just keeping him. You no, know? I, no, I agree. You're, you're not because – you probably got him in the third, and now you're finally starting to get a little bit of payoff. So it's it would it would be a lateral move or probably a, a backward step, if anything. Okay, what about let's let's move on here. Darren Fells. Mm-hmm. Are we excited about Darren Fells over the last couple of weeks? You know, former Browns guy goes out there, he's producing for um, the Texans. But they also have a guy like Jordan Aikens out there, so they have two tight ends that are producing. Is this something like is Darren Fells something that you're even interested in? I mean. Weeks one through eight on the year, Matt. On the year, Darren Fells is QB eight on the year. 
Tight end eight? Tight end eight. Okay. Jordan Nickens, tight end number 18. So they have two tight ends in the top 18. But Darren Fells right now is producing. He's tight end eight on the year. Head of Will Disley, who's been hurt. Head of Gerald Everett. Head of Olsen. Uh, even Hunt, Matt, he's ahead of Hunter Henry. Well. I mean, Hunter Henry's only, he's only tight end 12 on the year. And he's only played, <laughs> and he's only played four games or oh, three like, and a, uh, three and a half games. I love Hunter Henry. Me too. Um, but back to your original question: Am I buying Darren Fells? This is a guy that kind of, when he was on the Browns for that short stint, he always kind of was a sneaky athletic tight end that kind of made plays. Like he was, he was billed as a guy that was, hey, this is a blocking tight end. That's all he does. But he always seemed to make plays in the passing game as well. So now that he's on a different team and he and he's showing he's showing a little bit more prowess in the passing game, am I buying it? I, I actually am because I've I've seen how sneaky athletic the guy is could be. I saw his potential there when he was with the Browns. So so now that I, I think, you know, Bill O'Brien saw that probably as well and now he's exploiting it. And it's not like they have any Nobody else there is solidified. I mean, they've got a couple of other names that they've been kind of, you know, bouncing around and kind of using. But I, I do, I do think Darren Fells is kind of like a legitimate guy that he's just a late bloomer in the tight end position in my eyes. Yeah, very late, Matt. He's thirty three years old. I am selling. I am taking if I, even if I'm a tight end super flex premium tight ends. I am selling this guy for any kind of value and get back in return. I, I'm okay. I guess I didn't mean I'm buying as in I'm going out there and for the rest of the year, you're buying him producing for the level. rest of the year. Yes. That's what I'm buying. I think that he is a guy that's going to produce for the rest of the year barring, you know, obviously barring injury, but I'm, I not, I'm not, I'm not going out and buying the guy. I agree. Him. He will produce at this level. So he's, he's probably one of those sneak. There's two ways you look about it. Like you sell him for whatever you can get. And if you're, if you're, if you're competing tight end eight on a year on a regular league, I mean, this might be a nice, good, super cheap buy like that. You Because know, now we have to start looking at some of these maneuvers we're going to make. We mentioned it's week eight. We're going to week nine, right? Time to start like, okay, work, shape up my offense for the playoffs. Like, how can I shape this thing off? Right. Give me a little bit of depth. Give me a little bit of, uh, not a little bit, but a, a strong starting lineup. You know, you start to go all in a little bit. Here. And Darren Fells is a guy, I mean, if you don't own him, it, the owner that owned him just picked him up most likely to fill an injury or fill a bye week or something like that. He can be had for like a fifth round pick of at the most, if the guy's trying to bend you over a fourth round pick, you know what I mean? And that's what I think. And that's where I was going at. Like this is, these are the moves where you make when it's time to go all in, mm-hmm. right? These are the players you start buying, right? Guys like Darren Fells, who really doesn't hold any long-term future. But this is where you lose use that like draft capital, like a fourth round pick, to make those moves. And, and I'm then, okay with doing that, even if like I only have Mark Andrews at tight end, right? That's all I have, and it's a super flex tight end premium league. A fourth round pick is is worth it just in case Andrews gets a really bad matchup in the playoffs, or twists an ankle, or something, or he like gets hurt. Right? You know what I mean, because that's the difference where. Sometimes you have to think about, like, okay, I have Mark Andrews, I'm good, but I have nobody else. Like, you have to think about that as well. Like, what if, right? What if something happens? Because that's three weeks. That's that's almost a quarter of your regular fantasy season when you get to the playoffs if you don't have a first-round bye. Three weeks in right. a row you got to win? That's a lot of what ifs and can happen late in the season to a player. And for me, I think Darren Fells falls into that category. I mean, we should almost do a show just on some of these players like, Backups just in case players almost because Darren Fells fits in it perfectly. You mentioned fifth round pick, fourth round pick. You know, you offer him as low as possible, maybe beat you up a little bit, get one round higher to the fourth. And I, I can live with that. And the Superflex setting premium, that's still a quality pick, but nothing's better than an assurance of knowing that you're comfortable at a position no matter what. Right. Because you see it all the time. You get to the playoffs. Melvin Gordon did it last year. Odell Beckham's done a couple of years in a row where these guys get you to playoffs. Like Melvin Gordon's the best example. He gets you to the playoffs and then he's gone for those entire three weeks. And you're like, uh, and you got there because he was QB five on a running back five on a year. But now all of a sudden you're screwed. Like, and you're scrambling. Yeah. You got, you have no true way to fill the void. And you're looking for those older guys, even a guy like, okay, say you only have those two running backs. Like, okay, Adrian Peterson, 
right? He doesn't hold a lot of value at all. I'll give you a fourth round pick for Adrian Peterson. You don't even need him, but like, right. just in case, just in case, just in case, and that's what he falls into that category. It's a little rainy day fund. So if you're in a super flex tight end premium league, um, that's what you're paying. If you're not, if if you're just looking for even, I can say the same thing for just a one QB uh, non tight end premium league. Mm-hmm. Give up a fifth for Darren Fells. Right, and and I feel like that one kind of does cross the border into just normal leagues. If you need them, just go out. And, I mean, if you need depth at the tight end position, offer a fifth. A fifth round pick is pretty much has the same value in tight end. You know what I mean? There's no difference in value. No, in a fourth as well. Right, but you're getting QB eight on a year, and it's giving you some depth. And it will it, maybe you cut him if he's back next year. Maybe it helps out. I mean, it still gives you a little depth. If not, you cut him. Who cares? Whenever you win anything. Nothing else matters. Uh, what do you think of Gerald Everett at tight end? You think he's consistent enough to like be your guy every single week? Well, ten I mean, and ten I, on the year, right? No, I know, I know. I you know, obviously the the top ten um, status people are going to go Gaga over. But I mean, if you if you break it down and look week to week, he's been terribly inconsistent, and and you know, obviously it's a a bit of a a weird year there at the tight end position anyway. I mean, it's not like he's he's killing it. He's got 67 points in a PPR compared to Austin Hooper, who's got 143. You know what I mean? So, I mean, even though he's in the top 10, he's not even in the same ballpark or playing the same game. You we know talk about I, it all the time. That's why you need one of the top six tight ends because these bottom guys are so significantly indifferent to the top guys. It's right. Like, you don't even have half the points. No. So, I mean, it's... It's on a, on week one. You got one point seven, then five point ten, then three point five, and then fifteen. You know, and then twenty, and then two, and then fifteen, and then three. So no, I mean, I think, I think you bring up a great point when you're asking, is he consistent enough? Because some people will, will look at the top ten status and be like, hey man, this guy's a cube, or tight end one. He's he's in the top ten. You know, Hunter Henry's gonna, played half the games right. with him, and he has three less points in half the games. Exactly. So, so no, to answer your question, he's not consistent enough. Uh, I think he's got talent. I think they spread the ball around, and the only guy in that offense that really has a consistent week in and week out value is Cooper Cup. So, um, it, I, I'm push. I'm selling this hard, and I'm using this as my sell plan in Dynasty. A couple things here. I'm finding a team that needs tight end help. Right, this is a young guy. This is your selling point, even though, and I'll tell you why it's not even really con- true. But hey, you need a tight end, Gerald Everett, tight end ten on a year. Brandon Cooks just went down with a concussion, bad enough that he's going to go see a concussion specialist. So Everett's targets are probably going to go up. Right, super young. This is the guy McVay drafted. You know, it wasn't Tyler Higby, even though they just signed. Here's the problem is. They signed Tyler Higby to an extension. To, to top 10 tight end money. Right. This is not good for Gerald Everett long-term here. Uh, Gerald Everett's super young, and he's tight end number 10 on the year in this offense with Brandon Cooks going down. So maybe that you could flip into. Maybe you have a better chance of getting the 2022nd there. Right. No, I mean, I... Would I, you take a 2022nd for Gerald Everett in a tight end super flex premium league? I think that would be... I wouldn't take less. No, definitely not. I would not take less. A third ain't getting it done. And I'm a second. I'm like right on the border because I think the guy does have a ton of potential. It, it's just the offense right now isn't structured to funnel him a bunch of stuff. Second yeah, a bunch round of pick, man, six foot three, two hundred forty pounds. When he does get a bunch of targets, he he does pretty well, and he scores you a lot of fantasy points. So it's it's really a target thing right now, not not really a production thing. Yeah, even for the Bengals, right? Who has a terrible defense? He, th- he saw three targets, right? Three. So and that was and that was you know Cooper Cup going berserk and, and you know had like two hundred and twenty. Oh, Cooper Cup tight end. Why don't why, who needs DeAndre Hopkins when you got Cooper Cup? Exactly. So what are you doing with ever? Like, are you just are you holding them? Are you shopping them? Are you just are you just holding them and saying, okay, let's see if this can get better? I I mean, I don't see it getting significantly better, man. I'm I'm worried about the Higby extension, even though they don't utilize them like that. I'm worried about the other weapons around they have around him. Um, they're gonna have to pay Jalen Ramsey. There's not gonna be any money for Gerald Everett when the time comes up as it is. They have too many other weapons around him, and that might be great that they don't and they that he can take his talents somewhere Elsewhere. else. Yeah, to be honest. You're talking 2 years. You uh yeah. So, you know what I mean? The way like I I'm, I'm not waiting 2 years on 
anybody. I mean, it's not too. I mean, it's it's the rest of this year and then then next. Okay, year, year and a half. It's still a lifetime from now. It is a long but time. A year and a half, though, almost two because you have to go through the whole other season. So you're talking about the 2021 season. It would be the 2021 season. There's got to go another team to. So it's like, right. oh, it might as well be two years, essentially. Well, I mean, I guess you can word it however you want, yeah. but it's, I mean, it's closer to two a years. Season and a half. Year. A season and a half is what I'll say. It's just, uh, and, and you know what I mean? Like, too much can change in here now where. Right now, I know I love the 2020 draft class, right? I love it. So, like, I'm okay with taking a 2020 second forever. Like, I'm okay with that. All right. Because I don't love him enough where... No, I'm okay with that also. 10 to 10. And I'm, obviously, it all depends on who my other tight ends are, of course. You know, if I'm sitting there with, you know, some old dinosaur tight end and nobody else and Gerald Everett's my guy, then obviously, you're not making that move. Right. But, and, and you most likely got him at the end of the second or the beginning of the third round or something like that because he was a pretty high draft pick. So, I mean, I think that's probably where he was going in those drafts a few years back. So, I mean, I would feel fine getting, you know, doing a, like a little lateral move and getting a second in a, in a draft that is is better than the draft that he came out in. So, All right. Well, let's go. How about we just jump onto this Nerder episode next year and we talk about some of these running backs and wide receivers as we, as we enter week nine. How do you feel about that? I feel That feels great, man. Well, in the meantime, uh, if you want to hear the wide receivers and the running backs episode, all you got to do is join the Nerd Herd again, DynastyNerds.com. Uh, for that price of a cup of coffee, which is only two ninety nine a month, which is funny. I always say the price of a cup of coffee. Um, it's actually a cheap cup of coffee. It's not even like a premium cup of coffee. That's right. For two ninety nine a month, you can join the Nerd Herd. You do a lot of things here. You support the podcast and the website. You get all the rookie dynasty film room, which is any college rookie that you want to watch. We have film on them, and that's... To let everybody explain what that is, too. It's not it's not film of the game, right? It's literally cut-ups of every single play that player's on and only that. So if you click on, you know, DeAndre Swift and you click on him, or that whatever game you click on him, it's just going to show you every play he's on. So you can scout that player. And you see how good that player is. So if you want to put yourself in position, and for it's this not just the person, it's not it's not just like a running back running either. Sometimes it, it's it's their blocking assignments and stuff like. That. So you get to see more than than you know just their highlight film. Uh, obviously, yeah. then they're just their highlight film, yep. which is the film we watch. This is literally the film we watch. People are like, where can I see the film you guys watch? This is what we watch. Mm-hmm. Cut ups of this player of everything they do. They're blocking, they're route running, they're. In between, you know, everything that they could do, this is what we watch. And this was puts us in a possessed position of like, wow, dude, how do you guys nail this rookie class all the time? It's like, we just watch the film. That's what we do. That's all we do. And now we're empowering you people to watch some film. And now we're going to put you in a position that we can. And this really will take your drafting to a whole nother level. This alone will take your draft into a whole nother level. Because when, like we said, when you're sitting there, how many times do you just have like five, six minutes to do something, right? And like I already scrolled through Twitter, like you can watch an entire film of one player. A whole game. That's on Dynasty Nerds minutes. for the yep. Nerd Herd for $3 a month. You get an extra podcast. You get over four extra hours a month of podcasts. You get our rankings, our Superflex, Tight End Premium, IDP, Devi. That's right. Mm-hmm. Devi rankings and standard rankings. You get access to our buy sell tool and more. We're building more. We have a mock draft tool coming hopefully within the next year. Hopefully within the next year. It should be honestly within the next like month. But I've been that, I was going to say, that's very, that's very tongue-in-cheek. We, we've been hoping for that one for a while. I will say this. I tested it. Nice. It's got some glitches, but I tested it. It's going to be sweet. You got to get the glitches out. But we're going to have the most accurate dynasty mock draft tool on this uh, in the world. Nice. That's what we're trying to build here. Yep. And the buy-sell tools, nice too. And you click on the players. We have stats. We're going to have stats, all the past stats. So you get all that for $3 a month. So for $3 a month, you're going to make yourself a significantly better dynasty player than your league mates. You're going to put yourself in a much better position, not only to dominate your rookie drafts, but just to win overall in dynasty. And as we start breaking down this dominance rookie film in the future, we're, some of it's going to be on the free episode, some of it's going to be on the nerder episode. So if you want all of that content, you're going to have to be a nerder member. And that's it. That's my commercial, which I have to do every single week. Every single week. Somebody was like, what are you going to talk about the nerder all the time? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, doofus. Because it's something that we put a lot of money and our time into, and it's we that's our commercial, I guess, for ourselves. Do I need to explain that to some people? I, I mean, I, it's weird I have to explain it to some people. Like, why would you have to talk about it? Like, what do you, who, who, how are they supposed to know it's there? If you don't pub it at all, guess what? No one will buy it at all. It's literally like if you say, 
if you don't ask them, hey, leave a rating and review on iTunes on the podcast, then they don't even think about it. They don't. But if you do say leave a rating and review on the podcast, people will go out there and leave a rating and review. It's crazy how that works, right? Like, how are you supposed to know Big Mac or McDonald's has got a new burger out if you don't see the commercial, right? You're, gonna, you're not going to have a clue. Yeah, you're not going to know. So that's how you got to do it. In the meantime, if you want to talk fantasy football, you can follow me at Dynasty Rich. And I'm at Dynasty Man. You can follow our, our, our non-existent uh, co-host, Garrett Price, at Dynasty Price. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure you join the Dynasty Nerds Facebook group. We're almost at 6,300 patrons, Matt, on there. It's a crazy activity on there as well. There's so many different ways in fantasy football, Dynasty Fantasy Football, to help you win these days. It's insane. And lucky for you, DynastyNerds.com has it all. Nice. So we'll be back next week talking some more as we enter week 10. Uh, getting out of the crunch time here. Pretty soon we're going to be doing episodes that aren't talking about what's going on in the season. <laughs> Crazy, right? That will be weird, man. Well, yeah, it's most of the most of the season. So until then, talk to you next week. Adios. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds. 